What's up, guys? Everything Junior Hockey coming back at you. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but we are back. And man, do we have some things to talk about. And we're going to jump right into them. The USPHL playoffs were just getting underway. The last time that I had posted um, a podcast episode, and man, we're, we're all the way through it now. Uh, we're only waiting for one series to commence here, and that is the Ogden-Utah series, which will happen this coming weekend. Uh, but other than that, the field is set, and the event begins in Utica March 23rd. And we're just going to run through every participant and talk a little bit about them. And obviously, I want to start out um, with one that I was following a lot, um, and that was the Las Vegas Thunderbirds. The Las Vegas Thunderbirds took down the Fresno Monsters. And if anybody follows the Pacific Division, if anybody followed the Pacific teams, you know, before they were USPHL, everybody knows that Fresno has always been at the top of that division at the, and at the top of the league that they were in. So congrats to Fresno on a great season. Um, but Las Vegas, you know, they're, they, they got it done. And, you know, you just can't say enough about, you know, what that team had this year. And, and we're going to see what they can do uh, in Utica. Next, I want to move on to Vernal. Obviously, you know, Vernal dominated their, you know, division all, you know, all season long, came down to it, you know, just like, just like Las Vegas, you know, Fresno gave Las Vegas everything they had, you know, Seattle gave Vernal everything they had. Um, so congrats, congrats to Vernal. Um, next, we have Metro Jets and MJDP. Both teams that had, you know, great regular seasons. I mean, it's no surprise that they're there. Um, you know, not much to say other than that. Um, Tampa Bay Juniors, that's a team that I'm so excited to go see. A team that came out of the Florida division. Um, they will be in the number two seed, uh, that, as it shows on here. Uh, really excited to see what they can do. They can do. Um, the Richmond Generals, uh, the... WBS Knights and Islanders Hockey Club, all teams that, you know, all season long were, I guess we could say up and down, but you know what, when it counted, they, they put it on and, and, and they are well deserving of, of being there. They're also showed in that number two uh, seat as well. Um, I do want to note this, that, so the national schedule for the premier seeding round will be announced by the Dan K show on the USPHL YouTube page on Wednesday, March 15th. Um, after that point, the schedule will also be available. So we'll get that schedule on March 15th, and we'll break that down too um, as we keep going here. Uh, the Fort Wayne Spacemen that came out of the uh, Midwest East, obviously a team that was at the top all season long. And I'm telling you, the Chicago Cougars gave Fort Wayne their all. Fort Wayne had to come back and win. Saturday and Sunday uh, to advance, so congrats to them. Uh, the Toledo Cherokee, a team that was at the top of the Great Lakes all season long, no surprise there. Uh, the Florida Eels, the other team coming out of the Florida Division, I know that a lot of people always have the Eels going to Nationals and, and things like that, so not, not surprised there. The Charlotte Rush, a lot, a lot of people have been talking to me about the Charlotte Rush, and they're saying that's a team that could – 
make a deep run in the national tournament. So we'll see. Uh, and then the Aviators and the Cyclones, both teams that were kind of like, you know, flirting with the top there for a while. Uh, they were at the top and they're maybe down you know, one or two slots. So congrats to them. But the final one that I want to bring up, um, actually, the, the sorry, the final two, um, the Hudson Havoc out of the Midwest West. They 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 got it done, um, you know, another year where they're in there. And even with adversity, you know, even with a new coach, even with, you know, trading away their number one goalie to a rival team, Hudson found a way to get in. And then Minnesota Moose. And I, you know, I could talk about the Minnesota Moose for, you know, probably two hours on this podcast, but I'll keep it short. A team that sat in the middle of the standings all season long, you know, they sure did they lose some games they should have won. Yeah. And did they win some games that they shouldn't probably have won? Yeah. But the Minnesota Moose probably had the toughest task in the USPHL premier playoff schedule to go up against the expansion Minnesota Squatch and come in Friday night. The Squatch wins six nothing. You're thinking that the Moose are down, they're out, they're going to get swept. But here comes John Jonasson and his Minnesota Moose, and, and they come roaring back, and they win on Saturday. So you go into a deciding game three, and they put up 10 goals, and they move on. And obviously, I don't want to take anything away from the Minnesota Squatch because the Minnesota Squatch had an insane expansion for or first year you know first season for an expansion team right you know they I think they've had four or five players tendered now with the NCDC with Ogden so that's awesome to see you know we don't see that a whole lot out of first year expansion teams um you know they had a they had a few guys hit um you know hit the 100 point mark uh, I know the one that stands out to me is Daniel Elginson had him on the podcast you know, they had Jake McAlpine, too, who got moved up to the NCDC. A lot of people thought that he was going to come back down for the playoffs, but turns out that his NCDC team is going far. So, um, you know, congrats to him. And then they had Jack Pojar. Jack Pojar in his age-out year, you know, he had played for the Blue Ox in the prior season. He comes in. He was a big piece, too. And then they go out and get Goldsvig, um, you know, goalie that was with Hudson. And, you know, they, they had – they had a they had a solid team. I mean, they were they were priming for a deep run, and you know you, you caught the moose at a time where the moose just said, "Hey, you know what? We want to go back for our fifth out of six, you know out of the last six years," and and that's what they did. And um, you know, it'd be exciting to see the moose out there again. But I'm also excited to see what the Minnesota Squatch can do for next season to build off of this because they will have to rebuild. Um, they will have to rebuild. You know, they'll lose, they'll lose those guys to the NCDC. Uh, they'll lose Pojar. Um, you know, I, hopefully the younger Elginson comes to play uh, for them. You know, he spent part of the year with with the squash before his before his high school season. So um, that's what the field looks like right there as far as uh, the national participants. Obviously, we're waiting on the winner of the Utah Ogden series to where. You know that'll be slotted, but you know other than that, um, you know I I I'm super excited to see what this holds, and obviously for the teams that 
you know, did not make the playoffs. Obviously they have, you know, they have things to, uh, to work on and things to change. And, you know, even the teams that made it to the first round and, and lost out, um, you know, they have things that they can change too as well. Um, and now you know, I want to jump into the NA3. I know I don't do a lot of NA3, but, you know, the Frazier Cup uh, is also uh, going on as well. And so we'll talk about that really quick too. Um, so in the Central Division, no surprise, we have the Rochester Grizzlies and the Oregon Tradesmen. Uh, out of the East, we have the Northeast Generals and the Danbury Junior Hattricks. Out of the Frontier, we have Helena Bighorns and the Gill- the Gillette Wild out of the South, we have the Texas Brahmas, New Mexico Ice Wolves. And out of the West, we have Granite City and Alexandria. So all those games looks like start right around March 15th and go until the 19th. Um, again, three-game series if necessary. I mean, we'll just run through and I'll, I'll give my picks just like I did for the USPHL. I have Rochester uh, going over Oregon. I'm going to say that goes to three games. I'm going to take the Generals over Danbury. I'm going to say the Generals get it done in two. Uh, Helena and Gillette, honestly, like, I, I think I'm going to take Gillette in three. Um, Texas Brahmas versus New Mexico. I'm going to take Texas. I'm probably going to take Texas in three. And then Granite City and Alex. I, I can't ever pick against Granite City, so I'm going to take Granite City in two there. Um, so those are my picks. Um, I'll probably put this out on my TikTok page, too, as well. Uh, just I don't get a whole lot of like NA3 content out there, but I will get this out there um, on on my page for you guys to see and, and things like that. And then I know that one big thing that's been a topic over the last couple of weeks on my channel that I wanted to talk about um, on the po- on the podcast is, is definitely AAA hockey. And when we talk about AAA Sorry, I'm drinking my coffee at the same time. Here, my throat's getting dry. Um, when we talk about AAA hockey, you know, I've, I've been getting a lot of people say, "Yeah, you know, it's so expensive. It's so expensive." And you know, prep hockey is so expensive. And hey, you know, you know, hockey's you know a rich person sport, and this and that. And the truth of the matter is, is that you know, parents will parents want their kids to have a better life than what you know they had, so they will go to any end of the earth you know, to make sure that their kid is happy. But, you know, there has to be a line that you draw in the sand. And when you look at the cost of, you know, AAA hockey or prep hockey and, and, and even, you know, we even touched on this on my, on my page, even like high school hockey, you know, in Minnesota, the, the cost is so expensive that, you know, what you, you have to, you have to make sure that you are all in as a player. And, and I know that everyone sits there and says, you know, well, you know, it's on the parents, on the parents. But here's the thing. It's on the player. But if your parents are going to spend that amount of money, you have to be all in. And, and my thoughts are this, you know, AAA is great and AAA is awesome, but there's so many other things that you can put that money into and still, and still get good. You know, you can put that money into going to maybe like one or two camps in the summer and, you know, maybe having some off ice training and, you know, just like things like that. Like it doesn't have to be this thing where, you know, you're playing, you know, youth hockey or, you know, where some states call it, you know, in-house hockey. And then you go right into triple A and then you go back into in-house. It's like you, you can do stuff on the side that, 
still makes you a better player. Like for my brother and I, we never played triple A hockey every single summer, right? Like we would go to Scott Bukestead shooting school. We would go to, um, you know, skating school with, um, I'm, I'm blanking on the name now. Uh, Barry Karn skating school. You know, we would back in the day when Minnesota hockey camp was at the peak of it, right? Now they restarted it. So now they're kind of trying to get there. But we would go to Minnesota hockey camp. We would go to Heartland hockey camp. You know, like, like we would do these camps that would really focus on skills, make us better, and then take those things and bring them home and work on them. So I think that there's always ways to improve you know, there's always ways to improve and it doesn't have to cost the parent, you know, a second mortgage. Right. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's just crazy how much it costs. You have to find a way to save money. And that's a good way to do it. Pick a couple camps, train at home, get some, get some synthetic ice, you know, get a net, you know, in the winter, go to a pond. I mean, you know, stick handle in your basement. I mean, I can't tell you like how many hours, we would spend in, you know, in the garage, you know, in the summer and winter shooting pucks. You know, it's like, I mean, my parents ended up getting a heater for our garage just so we could be out there shooting pucks when it's negative 40 out, you know, and we were fortunate to have an outdoor rink too. So we were out there all the time, but there's so many things that you can do. And I hope that there's a lot of parents that listen to this episode because there's so many things that you can do that are so, you know, that are so like, just not so expensive like there's a lot of things you can do that just will cost less and still make your player good like you don't have to be that big shot parent that's like oh yeah well you know my kids on the just triple a team and this triple it's like it doesn't matter like make make them better and make them better behind closed doors so that when you send them back to in-house or youth they're like wow where'd that kid come from we didn't see him all summer and things like that so there's just things you can do like that and if you need ideas definitely send me you know just give me a follow on tiktok send me a message and i'll help you out and and i'll give you some ideas on what you can do so um guys that's that's gonna be it for today just a short one i know that we were off for a while um had been dealing with some stuff but we're gonna get back at it here so um i appreciate everybody listening i appreciate everybody following the tiktok page and liking and commenting um, if you ever have any ideas for videos, uh, please shoot them my way. Uh, but until next time.